Sports fans rejoice. You're listening to my team, my voice with MTMB Sports. Want to stay up to date with Yankees baseball? Listen to Bronx Bombers Beat with me, Nate Shelton, every Monday right here on MTMV. Sports fans rejoice. My team, my voice. Hello, how y'all doing? This is Rick Sincere with MTMV Sports, and we are here this week uh, with C.J. Lawrence, and this is our fantasy uh, expert advice. And so um, we're going to talk to her a little bit about um, what she's doing and, and her podcast and her new approach um, to well, her videos and her new approach um, to helping uh, a lot of people and, and mainly women who are getting involved in fantasy football. So um, it, is, it is so wonderful to be able to get a chance to talk to you, C.J. Um, Please, like, you know, talk to us. Tell us who you are and, and, you know, what you're doing. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Rick, for having me on. I really appreciate the opportunity. This is exciting for me as it's kind of a new thing that I'm getting into. I started playing fantasy football about 12 years ago because my husband is a huge fanatic, and I thought, well, this might be something kind of fun that we could do together. Um, So I've got a little bit of experience under my belt. But this is, like I said, a new venture for me. And the reason that I kind of got into this and doing some podcasting and some YouTube videos is because I play in a a league with a, a bunch of women. And I feel like there's a little bit of a knowledge gap there, not because these women aren't smart and intelligent and capable, but because they're not super interested or maybe don't have the time to listen to super long male-dominated podcasts um, or just really aren't into the fine-tuned decimal point details of, of everything that is fantasy football. So what I'm doing is just kind of breaking it down, kind of breaking down some of the acronyms, breaking down some of the commonly used terms, and just making fantasy football more accessible um, and approachable for women or, or really anybody who's just starting off and is trying to figure out how can I do this without it taking up too much of my time and yet still enjoying it. So how long have you been um how long have you been podcasting? Has it just been over the course of last year? Just yeah, just this season actually. It's been something oh. that, so this is brand new for me. Um I am a podcasting and YouTube novice. So this is this is brand new. It's been a lot of fun. That is awesome. Um, I, I tell you this just really quickly. So um, I'm in a group called Track Stars, and so um, it's probably about four guys, right? So all four of us, we started off in a fantasy league, and initially um, our first fantasy league was basically the guys and their wives. And so, um, but at the time, they weren't our wives. They were all girlfriends. And so all the girlfriends got involved, mm-hmm. and they were doing it. I don't know exactly why they were doing it, but I know they didn't really care as much. <laughs> um, but we were shocked by how well they did. Over the, like over the course of it, um, one guy's wife yeah. would always be like in second place almost every single year, and um, so they and they would just follow trends. So they would follow trends and and follow mm-hmm. what was happening and who was doing well and who wasn't, and then basically go that that route. I want to say like two or three years later, they kind of all dropped out because we had all got married, so they were all fine then. Um, but mm-hmm. um, initially they they were in, and so there's a lot of women who are 
are really good. Actually, there's a lady in um, a few different leagues I'm trying to trade with right now, and she has not given up Josh Gordon. And um, I don't know what the deal <laughs> is, but <laughs> but um, there are plenty of women who are um, who are really involved in in fantasy football. And so, I mean, it, I thought it was an absolute honor to get a chance to speak to you, and I just want to hop in and get um, a few different things from you. First off, this week I knew a lot of people had a lot of expectations going into this week. What were some of your um, expectations, and what did you get right this week? Ooh, you know, I don't know that I got a lot right this week. I think I got a lot lucky this week. Okay. Um, and that the person that I was playing didn't do as well. Uh, but I will say the thing, my claim to fame this year is that I drafted Patrick Mahomes really early and that obviously has worked out really well for me. And he's probably carrying the majority of my, of my team at the moment. Um, but that obviously has been probably my greatest success. Okay. So drafting Patrick Mahomes is probably one of my greatest successes this year too. (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) Very good. Yeah. I super love picking him up. Um, did anybody surprise you this week? Did somebody just like their production, what they did for you, just like shocked you? Yes. I mean, we could talk about the Bears all all week, right? I mean, I think Mr. Yes. Trubisky um, was just outstanding. I mean, he's breaking records. And, I mean, six touchdowns with it. I mean, it's just unreal. Um, I wish that I had him. I do, on the other hand, have Trey Burton, who I did not start this week, which was disappointing. Mm. But Trey Burton also uh, also did so well this week. I think there was quite a few surprises, I think, just in general, between Trubisky and Trey Burton. Um, Kittle was great. I didn't see that happening with uh, mm. Garoppolo being out. Um, and then Alvin Kamara, too, I think has just been phenomenal. I tell you what, Elvin Kamara is one I got right, um, but um, you're you're having somebody you know blow up on the bench. That's my basic premise for this week. So in one league, I have Kirk Cousins, I have Luck, and I have Jared Goff, and I have Drew Brees. And guess who I started? Oh, I started Drew Brees. No, no, I started (laughs) I started Drew Brees, who scored a total of 17 points on that team. And I'll read you the mm. numbers for everybody else. I think Kirk Cousins scored 60-something points, Luck scored um, 68, and Golf scored 70. And so in that same league, I have all those 70, 74 points on the bench, and Drew Brees is starting with a very, very horrible number because they did a lot of – they kicked a lot more field goals and scored touchdowns in that Giants game. And so mm-hmm. it's all mm-hmm. good. Um what were some of the disappointments for you this week? What are some? Who are some people you expected a lot from? Because you mentioned George. I mean, you mentioned Kittle. Kittle, I didn't expect to go off like that either, and yeah. he went off. So yeah, yeah, was, he did. Who were some people who you thought you know you really expected them to do well and they just didn't? You know, I got to bring up Russell Wilson here. I think that. Mm. The matchup was a good one. I mean, the Seahawks' offensive line has never been something to brag about, but I really thought that, you know, versus Arizona at home that Russell Wilson would have a great game, and I think he got a total – I have him in a different league, um, and I think he got a total of nine points or something like that. I was really disappointed by him. Um, I also have Fitzpatrick, who I didn't start, thank goodness, because I think I mean, he was a huge disappointment this week. I mean, I think they pulled him pretty quick and replaced him with Jameis Winston. Um, so those two quarterbacks, really, I expected to have great games and really just 
fell short. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people were really buying into the Fitz Magic. Um, I actually talked yeah. to, yeah, and I, I talked to a podcaster. I mean, I'm not, I, I talked to an expert maybe two weeks ago, and we were talking about Fitzpatrick, and that's kind of at the height of Fitz Magic. And, um, you know, we mentioned that magic is something that's like here for a second and then gone, you know, it's like in a flash. And that's basically what just happened again. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's true. That's a good point. So I really didn't know what to make of it. Um, do you, what do you do with all the other people who benefited from him being on the field, like a Deshaun Jackson? Um, do you still trust him or, or should I get rid of him? Deshaun Jackson. I mean, Deshaun Jackson has always been such an outstanding player. I think he is really good with those deep catches. And I, I don't know. That's a, that one I think is hard to say. I think that's maybe a, a look at the matchup and then decide. Um, I mean, Jameis Winston's probably likely to be back in control. I think they have a bye next week. Is that right? They have a bye next week? Um, um, but I think, I think that's right. But I think James, yeah, I don't James know. Winston I will probably be back. Yeah. Um, and then it's, I think it's kind of a wait-and-see thing, right? I mean, maybe we see how he does when, when they're back. But Deshaun Jackson in and of himself I think is an outstanding player. I've always been a fan of his. But because he doesn't, if he's not going to have the magic, then, uh, then I don't know. It might be a game-by-game <laughs> approach. <laughs> cool. I like that approach. Um, I like those game-by-game matchup approaches. Um, now, this week, you know, this week was probably the first week we had to deal with buys, and um, mm-hmm. it was something we had to kind of work our way around. Are there any major bye weeks? Like, I know you um, you do videos telling us about in- uh, injuries, and I really like those videos, by the way. Um, Thank you. So in your, in your injury videos, are there any um, people who you plan to highlight this week, any major injuries that, you know, we should look out for, or any bye weeks that could catch people off guard? Well, injuries, I think there's two. I think there was two huge ones this week. I think Earl Thomas of the Seahawks, he's the last remaining member of the Legion of Boom. And then with him gone, and especially with all of the contract drama surrounding that, I think you probably saw as he got carted off the field, he made quite a gesture to the sideline, and he's just kind of fed up with the Seahawks, which is tragic. Um, Yeah, didn't he do like a friendly goodbye? I thought he like a friendly goodbye, and he sung a song, right? uh huh. Yeah, like half the peace sign. Mm-hmm. Yeah, going off the field. Yeah, yeah something like that. He, uh, yeah, he is so sad, right? And he's got a broken leg. He's done for the season, and it's and who knows where he's going to go. Um, but for the Seahawks, it's super tragic because they come from such an outstanding defensive team. You know, kind of the talk of the league, and now they've got they're really going to struggle. So I think as they get into more matchups with really strong offenses. Like next week they're playing the Rams. I think that's – it's not going to be pretty. And as a Seahawks fan, it breaks my heart, but I think it's going to be ugly. Um, so I think that Earl Thomas is a big loss for their team. The other one that I think is a major loss is Tyler Eifert. He got that ugly – do you see that? That broken yes. ankle? Ugh. It was rough. Yeah. That's rough. That. So that's going to be – yeah. And the Bengals have been – Bengals have been great this year. I gotta say, I mean, it's they've been really impressive. But I think it'll be interesting to see how they start to divide up the ball with Tyler Eifert gone. If Tyler Boyd is, they got a lot of Tyler's on that team. If Tyler Boyd yeah. <laughs> start getting more balls at wide receiver, or Tyler Croft 
who is Eifert's backup. I don't know. Croft, I think, has been pretty decent in the past. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how they split up the ball there. But I think those two injuries this week are really going to make a big impact on those two teams, the Seahawks and the Bengals. For some reason, I felt that having Tyler Eifert really helped out Tyler Boyd um, because you have a threat in the middle of the field. You have A.J. on the other side, right? You um, And, you know, along with – I mean, they, having lost Mixon, you know, that was a bit of a problem, right? Um, but at the same time, I still felt that you could attack one side of the field, attack the other, just left um, a lot of space and a lot of opportunity for Tyler Boyd to really, you know, do well. He seems to, you know, he seems to be somebody who's on the rise. Is he somebody, is he still, and, and I mean, I don't know which league he would still be on the waiver wire, but if he's still on the waiver wire, is he somebody you make an investment in? Oh, yeah. I love Tyler Boyd. I think he's outstanding. And I think A.J. Green, you know, A.J. Green has a, he's had some injury issues kind of lately, and uh, and I think Tyler Boyd is, is right there to be an all-star in that offense. And I think he's kind of underrated, and I think he's doing big things. So I, I really I like him. I think if, if he is available, I'd grab him. He's great. So I need to ask you about another person, and it's some it's some personal stuff, right? Something that kind of hits home for you. Um, I see oh. on your videos you're rocking your Seahawks stuff, like you are a Seahawks fan, am I right? That's right, you got it. Cool. So if you're if you're a Seahawks fan, then what to make of that Seahawks backfield? I don't know who to trust. Like I don't know what to do. Um, should I should I give my my money to Penny? Like should I really invest in him? Um, is that not the move? Is it Mike Davis? Is that the guy? Is it Chris Carson? Who's the guy there? I, you know, I don't know that they know who the guy is there, and I think that's part of the problem, other than Russell Wilson, right? I mean, he's kind of – he's a quarterback, but sometimes right. he's like the running back, and, I mean, he's just kind of all over the field. Uh, I like Chris Carson a lot if he can stay healthy. I think he's got a really powerful run. Penny, I'm kind of waiting to be impressed by. Um, Davis was shockingly good this week, but he's the backup to the backup, right? Backup to the backup? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I yeah. don't know about – I don't know what they'll do. Um, I think it's tough for them, you know, and in, in the wide receiver role, you know, Doug Baldwin didn't look that great this week, um, way underutilized, I thought. So I don't, I don't know if they know what to do, really. I think it, it, it feels very much like they're just going to kind of split the ball up amongst running backs and see how it goes and, and, and just hope for the best. I think I think you're absolutely right. I really don't think they know, um, which leaves me um, picking up like several Seahawks running backs and just kind of trying them out week by week and seeing what mm-hmm. happens. Um, against this Rams Rams team, I really don't know who to trust. Maybe they ride the hot hand, and maybe Mike Davis is the guy. Um, I don't know. Chris Carson is is a possibility for next week, so I'm not really sure. Um, it could get it could get nasty. It really could because you oh, don't yeah. have um, yeah. And um, I hate yeah, to say that. Yeah. No, no, listen, that. I love the Seahawks, but you're a fool if you're starting anybody from the Seahawks next week. <laughs> yeah. I, I won't be starting any Seahawks next week. Um, I think that this is just this is going to be their most difficult matchup, I'm sure. And, and they are, they're struggling. The wins that they have are by the skin of their teeth. Um, and they look a little bit disoriented as a team this year, not really all together. So I don't think starting any Seahawks next week um, is a is a good idea if you can avoid it. You know who's been a consistent contributor, even a little bit, is, is Tyler Lockett, as we talk about another Tyler. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. The Lockett. The week of Tyler. <laughs> yeah. 
um, Lockett has been really good. And so um, mm-hmm. he's been decent this week. He's at least producing in my PPR. He's at least producing 12 points. So um, I can say he's been somebody. I yeah. fully expect that to drop once Doug Baldwin is beyond 72% healthy because mm-hmm. I don't I don't believe that he's 100%. I, I know he, you know, he's kind of being um, a little coddled, like, you know, brought along slowly with two bad knees right now, being over 30. It, it seems like, um, and also being an undersized guy, it seems like um, that this may not be his year, maybe not a great year to invest in a Doug Baldwin. However, I always feel like the Seahawks' offensive weapons come along later in the year. And there's some people, like in most leagues, who are holding on to Russell Wilson because they know he gets better as the year goes on. Um, Has that been something you've seen, like he gets better as the year goes on? As the year goes on? I think he gets better under pressure. I think that's where he lives. um, And so, yes, as the year goes on and as playoffs approach, I think he gets better in the same way that as they are tied in the fourth quarter, he gets better. So I think that Russell Wilson kind of lives for that being under pressure moment. I think that's where he shines. I think that he just operates really well under pressure. And and really, he's a great quarterback because he's always going to get you some running yards, too. He's got a great scramble. Um, and sometimes he, you know, is running in touchdowns. So him and, and other quarterbacks like him, like Cam Newton, are probably always going to get you some running yards as well. But I do think you're right. I think as the season goes on, he tends to kind of get better because that pressure gets turned up in the same way. I think he's got more fourth quarter comebacks than really anyone else. Um, without fact checking that, I would say if it's not him, it's pretty close because that's, I think that's where he shines. So talk to me about um, who are some of your, I don't know, guaranteed producers this week. Who are some people who I'm targeting on the waiver wire? Or um, if I have them on my team, I know they're going to produce this week based on their matchups. Let's see. This week, the Patriots are playing the Colts. I think that Tom Brady and Sonya Michelle will probably have a great week. Um, I think that's a good matchup for them. I think the Patriots got off to a little bit of a slow start, but I think this matchup will really, really, really get some good numbers out of them. Uh, Let's see, who else? The Cowboys are playing the Texans this week. I think Zeke is going to be great. Um, I think that's – and Zeke is always great, but I think that matchup especially will be really, really good. And then, of course, if we talked about the Seahawks and the Rams. So if you've got any, anybody on the Rams, I would start them with the Hawks' defense being down. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good bet. I think they'll go off this week. And then, you know, I think who may have a good week is Blake Bortles. Uh, the Jaguars are playing the Chiefs. And the Chiefs, while they have Mahomes on the – their secondary isn't that great. So I think Bortles could have a great week. I like that. I like the Bortles look. Um, Bortles actually had a great week this week. He looked pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. At one point, um, he was uh, almost at above 90% passing um, for the day, and so um, they're getting better. They have a lot better weapons. Um, Dante Moncrief is somebody who, you know, they're kind of, you know, like investing in and, and believing in, and they have a, a couple of different weapons over there. Even throwing the ball to T.J. Yeldon out of backfield is a good look. So the mm-hmm. Jaguars are looking better. And and I really really like that. I like that offense a lot better. So cool, cool. I like those. Um, I like those guaranteed producers. Let me ask you this: Who are some 
people who have a poor matchup. Like you just don't see. I mean, normally they produce, but this week maybe not. Ooh, that's a good question. I mean, we we already talked about you know Russell Wilson and the Seahawks, so definitely all of them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's sad. I feel like I'm doing my team a disservice here. But we've no, got to no, be you're realistic telling us the truth. Things, you're right? the truth. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. We've got to be realistic here. Um, let's see. The Raiders are playing the Chargers. I think that that that'll be. I think I'm interested to see how that goes. Um, I think that's an interesting matchup. But the Raiders had, you know, Derek Carr finally had kind of a decent week this week, and I think that that might be a good matchup for him um, to see how that goes. Okay, awesome. So you see, uh, but as far as yeah, as far as disappointments this week, I mean, I think. You know, I was scrolling through the matchups earlier, and I, a lot of them look like they're going to be good games. But other, other than that, I don't have anybody besides the Seahawks that I really think are going to be absolutely sit them down, don't let them play this week. I mean, that covers a ton of people, though, right? And Because you're saying Russell Wilson, you're saying Doug Bowles, you're saying Tyler Lockett, or you're saying Chris mm-hmm. Carson, you're saying – I mean, that covers a lot of people who, um, who you should probably either binge or, or, you know, chill out with this week. Um, that also covers um, my guy Disley, who I haven't heard from in weeks. Um, so that, that covers a lot of those people. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of people that a lot of people that a lot of people have as starters on those teams. But the matchups, otherwise, uh, I didn't. There wasn't anything as I was kind of scrolling through that really jumped out at me as a oh man, that's going to be awful for them. I think that the matchups are pretty. They look pretty good this week. Oh, awesome. Okay. Um, are there any sleepers this week? You gave it, you hinted at one with with Blake Bortles. Um, are there anybody else who's just kind of like you know, maybe most people don't don't see them coming, but this week will be a good week for them. Um, maybe Quincy in Nunwa. I think that he's getting the majority of of. Uh, of passes, and I think that he's – I still – I'd have to go back and check, but I don't think he's owned in a lot of leagues. Um, and he's he's doing really well. I think he's a good player this year. You're absolutely right. Um, and Quincy's good. And so whenever – I'll say this. He's, he's, he's probably one of the most targeted guys out. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just not connecting on those targets as of late, but he's still leading games with, like, 10 targets. Like, he's getting he's getting right. thrown the ball a lot. Um, and yeah, so, yeah, you're right. He's he, up for the majority. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think he's bound to do something at some point, right? He has to, right? I think so. I mean, he's going to, even if, I mean, the Jets aren't a great team, right? Everybody kind of knows that. But even when they're losing, he's still getting the majority of targets. So if he's going to be the only Jets receiver to really get anything going, even if they lose, he still should get you a few points, especially as we're headed into more bye weeks. Awesome. All right. So I have a, another question just kind of off the cuff. Um, what do I do? I'm actually, this will be a what do I do with um, section, right? It's only I'm just going to ask one person. So what do I do now if I have Jimmy Graham? Is somebody I should kind of wait to see he blow, like he's going to blow up at some point or is there somebody who, you know, I should just like start looking to trade? This is a loaded question. I think that Jimmy oh, yeah, Graham, he just left you guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he did. And but you know what? I think we were all okay. Oh, I know I was okay with that. 
um, he, Jimmy Graham never really seemed like he wanted to be there when he was in Seattle. And it, he just didn't have that fire. I think there's some players that play with so much heart and so much passion, and Jimmy Graham is not somebody I would put in that box, uh, especially in Seattle. It, with the Packers, I don't know. I mean, he hasn't been very impressive so far. He got that touchdown this week. Um, he was targeted, I think, I don't know, well, 10 times, something like that. I'm not sure. I'd have to go back and look it up. But he he might be a matchup guy. I really – he might be a good someone to trade, really, honestly, because there's so many other tight ends that are doing so well this year between Kittle, um, between uh, Trey Burton, and uh, Njoku, too, who I think – I'm kind of waiting for Njoku to go off. Uh, Me too. Now that they've got, Me too. Yeah, yeah, now that they've got Baker Mayfield. I feel better about Njoku than I do Jimmy Graham, honestly. Yeah, I love um, I love the fact that Baker's there, and it gives me so much hope for Njoku. I'm super mm-hmm. geeked about him. Yeah, All me right. too. Me too. Cool. So now I have a few other questions for you. Um, just about, you know, just kind of your venture out into the fantasy football world. Um, what have you heard? Well, have you heard anything from um, the, you know, the women you're trying to help? Have you heard anything from them? And then what are you hearing if you have heard something? As far as, as feedback on what I'm doing? Yeah. Yeah, I have heard some good feedback so far. I, so far I haven't received any critical feedback, knock on wood. I'm sure it's coming, and I hope that it does because I, I want to continue to be better at what I'm doing. And so far, I think it's been really well-received. I think that there are a lot of women who really want to play fantasy football, but it does seem a little bit daunting, especially when you're listening to analysts on TV or people who are involved in the fantasy world for a living um, or even as a really active hobby. It seems very overwhelming, and there's a lot of women, I think, that hear a little bit and go, oh, God, I can't do that. I don't, I don't have time to do that, um, or I, you know, it's, it's way over my head. But I think that that bridging that gap is so important. I think for me as a person, I have a kind of a separate blog that I do on the side, and kind of the premise behind everything that I do is just empowering women. I think the play like a girl hashtag has been really great and successful in doing that, and I think fantasy football applies to that. And so I think if we can empower women through playing fantasy sports, then we should absolutely do it. But I think that the bridge between starting fantasy football, male or female, and really getting in there and playing, and once you get into dynasty leagues and and auction leagues and all these things, that bridge between the two is really dilapidated. And I think that if we're going to bring more people in, we've got to we've got to do our part to really break it down and make it more accessible, really, to everybody. Um. Ma'am, can you can you say that one more time? You said the the bridge is what? Oh, dilapidated. Dilapidated. That's my word of the week. What is, dilapidated. Yeah. dilapidated. What, I love that. I love that so much. <laughs> Breaking out the I'm mental sorry, dictionary the, there. <laughs> Broken down. Yo, <laughs> on the side, I'm a teacher, and so um, I love that. All right, cool. Dilapidated. Absolutely cool. Okay, so um, what are some um, what are some tips that you would give? to, you know, the, the um, lady who's just starting off, right? She's starting off. She's just kind of hopping into this. What are some tips that you would give her? I know you give tips, and definitely I want, you know, them to go and check out your stuff. But if they're listening to this for the first time and just getting to know um, who you are, just, like, 
if you have any tips for the lady who's just starting off, what are some tips that you would give to her? Or, I mean, the male who's just, like, starting off is just kind of, like, first time in this whole fantasy thing. What are some tips you would give to beginners? I would say don't be overwhelmed by the amount of information out there. A lot, There's a lot going on, and there are people that are in deep. My husband is a fantasy genius, and he's got all sorts of numbers and stuff and places that he writes for, and it's really overwhelming. I read his stuff, and, and it's overwhelming to me. So I think if you're just starting, start make it easy and make it fun. I think the best thing you can do is to start, if you're not in a league, is to start a league with some friends that are kind of all in the same place so you learn as you go. And I think a lot of people tend to kind of say, oh, well, you know, there's no pressure. We can make it a free league. And I think that you should not make it a free league. I think you should make it, you know, a league where you're buying into it because it kind of forces you to pay attention, forces you to learn. Mm. Even if it's just a $10 buy-in, I'm in a league with uh, with 12, well, 12, 13 other women, and it is a wine league. So you have to buy a $25 bottle of wine. So let me tell you, these women are focused. They want to win because if you win, <laughs> you take home all the wine. <laughs> so it's, they're incentivized. Even if they're not paying attention through the whole season, when that draft comes up, they're ready. You know, they're ready. They're ready to, to figure out what they're going to do. And I think that makes it fun. So if you can make it something that's fun and something that interests you and you've got some sort of monetary incentive to do so, I think that's the best way to do it. I have videos on my YouTube channel that are short because I think you know, sometimes you just want to check in and say, who's not playing or who do I pick up? Or now I've got a player with a broken leg and I need somebody else, uh, some streaming options and things like that. So I think you just try to keep it as simple as you can because you don't want it to overrun your life when you're just starting. You want it to be something fun. You can spend 15, 20 minutes on, if that, and just to, to bring you closer to your friends and to, to enjoy the season as it goes. I love that $25 wine league. That is insane. Oh, it's, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. It's great. It's funny. if I Oh, my gosh. If my wife were in a league, that would be the league she'd be in. Yeah. See, is, this is how you get the women to play the fantasy sports. You incentivize it with good uh, wine. This isn't, this isn't your, you know, $5 Besmo wine. It's not the penny sale. This is where we've got 25 <laughs> <laughs> bottles of wine, and if you win, if you get to take them all, that's that's it's it's great. It makes it so fun. We when we bring our bottles at the beginning, everybody signs the bottle with their team name and the year. What? Uh, it's cool. It's cool. So then when you get to take them home, you've got you can lay them all out and see you know who bought what, and it's it's great. It makes it a lot of fun. Yo, okay. Um, have you won? Have you won this league yet? I have. Yes. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So you, you're, you're a yeah. champion in this league. I am, yes. I've won this league. I've been in this league for a while, and this league started because my husband has a league that he has been in since before fantasy football was online. So he wow. has this group of friends. Yeah, this group of friends, when they started doing it, I think they were, I don't know, in junior high, so uh, a while ago. And uh, they would, you know, keep track of the stats manually before ESPN had, you know, fantasy football and things like that. And they've kind of grown up together. He's known this group of guys since he was in elementary school, and they started fantasy football in junior high. And now they're all married. So this is the offshoot of that league, and it is the the wives' league 
um, kind of offshoot. So we do ours with wine, mm. and all the husbands get together and do their draft, and theirs is, is uh, cash. But we wanted to make ours a little more appealing to what we care about. And that's probably why your husband is a fantasy legend. That's that's probably <laughs> why he's a guru. No, no, that's that's it, right? Like if he's been playing yeah. since middle school, get he's a guru because of that. That's oh my gosh, that's awesome. This twenty five dollar yeah, yeah. league, the twenty five dollar wine league, man, that that is a phenomenal idea, and it's a great idea um, for the. Well, it's a great idea for those people because you can do the twenty five of anything, twenty five dollars worth of this, twenty five dollars worth of that, right? Um, but mm-hmm, it's a great mm-hmm. idea um, for those people who are kind of a little iffy about doing a full cash league. Because I'm in one of those leagues where um, there's a few guys who are like, I don't want to play for cash, and da da da. Well, this is a good idea. Yeah, I mean, you could really do it with anything. I mean, you could do it. It doesn't have to be even that expensive. You could do it, you know, for a, a six-pack of beer if you wanted to and just keep it in the fridge during the season, and then at the end of it, you've got a haul. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's fun. It's a fun way to kind of look at it. Um, and I think we have our split up, so I think that a second-place person gets to take two bottles and the third place gets cool. to take one bottle. So there's even it's, it makes it fun. It makes it worth playing for, and everybody's paying attention. You know, have you ever been in one of those leagues where all of a sudden you're playing somebody who has four players on a bye because they've just forgotten? Yeah, it? yep, yeah. and they don't Let care. Let me tell you, no, nobody forgets when they're playing for wine. Nobody forgets. <laughs> no, it's there, oh. right at the forefront of their mind. Awesome. Um, so let me ask you this. In that league, how active is it as far as trading? Are, is there a lot of trading going on? <laughs> That's a funny question. There has literally never been a trade in that league, and we have been <laughs> in that league for, oh, man, uh, like at least five, six years. There has never been what? There has never been a trade. I know. I know. I think that these women, they focus, they're, they're great. They're, they're, such, they're such smart women. There's a lot of teachers in this league. They're phenomenal. But they focus so much on who they're going to draft, and they hang yeah. on to those people. They, be, they believe in their, in their people. Um, yeah. And so there hasn't been a lot. There's, to this date, there has never been a trade. And this, this year, I was kind of looking at my team going, oh, I've got a a couple really good tight ends. I could probably get something out of it. I'm a little bit weak in the wide receiver area. But I don't know. I don't know if I want to ruin it. <laughs> the streak. I, I do and I don't. I don't know. The streak has been going on for so long, right? Like, right, golly. Right. Yeah, so this yeah. is, I've never made a trade, and I've made tons of trades, right? But I've never completed a trade with the female in any league. Not one. Because <laughs> we're stubborn. <laughs> what is that? Like, okay, so, um, and, and look, the thing that used to make me really mad is I'd have my eye on a free agent, right? And mm-hmm. um, one of the wives would pick up, or one, uh, girlfriends at the time, so one of the girlfriends would pick up um, a player. Like, say, for instance, um, you know, somebody saw Doug Baldwin, they picked him up. They would, once I knew they were picked up by that person, I knew I would never get my hands on that player again. Like, yeah, yeah. I knew that was it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. It's yep. happening to me right now with Josh Gordon. Like, okay, I dropped him, which was, you know, I, I did it preemptively. I just kind of dropped him. Um, and then um, somebody in our league picked him up. There's only one girl in this league, and she picked him up. And I've done everything in my power to get him back, and I cannot complete that trade. Yeah, she thinks you're trying to swindle her. <laughs> <laughs> she picked him up. 
she's not. No, you know, really, what I think it is is I think I think it goes back honestly to that to that kind of gap. There are a lot of really outstanding podcasts out there. Um, my husband, kind of whatever he's doing, he's always got he's in several, but he's always got one on. There's a lot of good commentary on TV out there. But I think as a very broad brush generalization, women are not going to seek out fantasy sports podcasts. As, as again, broad brushstroke, but it's not something that that we typically go to. Whether it's a time thing or it's like, well, I'm just playing for fun. Um, but listening to a really, really long podcast isn't always something that women are going to go to, even if it's a great, even if the content is, is outstanding. And so I think that women will get little tidbits of information a lot of times, and I, and I do this too, where I'll listen, I'll hear one thing and I'll grab it, but then I don't have a lot of the super deep knowledge and research to really back up what I'm doing. And so a lot of times I'm hesitant to to trade a player or to drop a player because I feel like I don't know something or I feel like I've got this player and I think they're going to be good and I don't really know about this player that you're offering me and, and I, don't, I haven't really researched it or I don't know how to. And so I honestly think a little bit goes back to just the, the lack of of beginning level content or just easy and not even beginning level but easy access content where it's it's shorter and kind of to the point and you can just get a couple blips in and kind of move on. Does that make sense? It does. It makes a lot of sense. And what I'll most likely do is chop this interview up into like a few different segments to make yeah. sure uh, to make sure that um you know that it reaches the people who who I wanted to reach. Um, this is so cool. I think it's so excellent. I love the fact that um, you have the $25 Wine League. Um, I love your videos. I think they're excellent. Thank and I, you. And I can tell the intention. I can tell the intention as you're doing it. I can tell the purpose. Um, and I see how you shorten them to make sure that this is just something, if you want to catch it, go ahead and catch it quick. Here's a, a few little tidbits, and this will help you as you move along. I think that's excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a huge – there's a gap. You're right. There is a, there's a problem out there. Um, and there is a gap, and I think you're one of the people who are probably going to lead the charge and, 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 you know, making that gap go away. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you for saying that. That's, that's my intention, really. As You know, like I said, my, my, my husband is so talented with, with fantasy sports. I mean, he can tell you who the backup to the backup quarterback is and where he went to college and, you know, and how that was and what awards he's won. He's just got that mind for that, and, and it's, it's inspiring to me, and I learn a lot from him. But I, I really love doing this, and I wish that, you know, as we get these mantras out there, like I said, the hashtag play, with, play like a girl thing that's going around and just kind of, you know, as the country's kind of in this phase of, of equality, I think that empowering women to do something fun, like playing fantasy football, uh, is is something that we should be doing. And I think kind of those, I love, I mean, I could talk fantasy all day, but I think kind of doing those short little blips so that anybody can jump on if they want to, and it's not so exclusive, uh, makes it more more accessible just to anybody who's starting out. Well, I'll tell you what we're going to do over here at MTMV Sports. Um, we're definitely going to promote you and push you and, and kind of, you know, shout you out as a tool. Um, for beginners and um, for for women everywhere, you know, there's some women who can actually kill. There's some women who are next level with fantasy. Um, but oh, for 100%. women who are just, yeah, absolutely. And I oh, and I've yeah. played against some of them, right? And I, and I've really like really really got humbled. Um, but <laughs> but um, no, I'm I'm dead serious. 
Um, yeah, and, no, but, there's, there's a lot of excellent, like, fantasy writers and analysts and women out there that are, that are doing their thing and have been doing it for way longer than me and know way more than me, and they're, they're inspirational, really. It's, it's, you're absolutely right. But if I look at what, what you're doing, it's such, it's such a really, really good thing, um, and, and it's a good thing because you have a very, per, you have a very clear purpose, right? You have a very clear purpose in mm-hmm. mind, and you have the phenomenal support system behind you. Right, like you have a great support system. Um, if there's anything you know you're kind of like missing on, you can always kind of go and look it up or check it out. And then you know if you want to kind of go back and forth, your husband's a, a guru. You can go back and forth with him if you need to. So mm-hmm. you're in a great place to to impact a lot of people. So um, we are hoping and wishing for the absolute best for you. Um, and we're also hoping um, you know for you to win your league again and <laughs> do your thing. Oh, thank you. Me too. Me too. <laughs> Thank you so much for your support. It really, it really does mean a lot to me. Like I said, this is a this is a totally new venture to me, and it, and it's important to me, and I, and I do have a a purpose behind it. So thank you for your support. It really does mean a lot. Absolutely, and we hope to have you on again soon. So thank you so much, CJ. Um, can you tell the people where they can find you, how they can reach you, where they can find your videos, stuff like that, so they can um really really dive in. Absolutely. You can find me on Twitter at FantasyWifeCJ, and the link to my YouTube channel is in my bio there, or you can search for me on YouTube, just my name, CJ Lawrence, um, The Fantasy Wife. Awesome. Thank you so much, ma'am. All right. For everybody, this is Rick Sincere with MTMV Sports. Thank you for joining us. God bless. Thanks, Rick. It's your boy Damo. For all of you who listen to the Outsider's Edge and you own an Android device, do me a favor. Go over to the Google Play Store and download the Podcast Republic app now. It's a fantastic app that allows you to get all of your favorite podcasts directly on your Android devices. You can search for the podcast you want to listen to, select them as your favorites, and have them just a click away. So make sure you set Trackstar Sports as a favorite so you can listen to the newest episodes of The Outsider's Edge each and every Thursday. Again, the app is the Podcast Republic, and it's available now for your Android device. Go get it.